Welcome to the show, Fairways and Finance. My name is Jeff Smith. I've been in the mortgage business for 16 years, top quarter percent LO nationwide. And you know, this podcast, we want to talk about your finances, how to grow and accumulate wealth and all things related to the mortgage industry. But we're golf lovers here as well. So we're going to work in some golf. Don't worry for my golf lovers out there. We got you. And I hope you enjoy the show. Welcome back to the show, Jeff Smith, Fairways and Finance. I hope you are doing well. It's the beginning of June, and I want to give you an update on what's happening in the markets, what's happening with rates, what are we seeing in the real estate market. And you know, we've been on the longest rising rate cycle for mortgage rates of the last 50 years. And so the last you know year and a half has been pretty tough for mortgage professionals. Uh you know, normally when interest rates rise, loan officers and lenders end up doing more purchase loans. And so, yeah, we, we don't have as many refinances to do, but there's more purchase business coming in. People are now buying homes. Um, there's a lot of activity in the market. And so we, you know, to some degree, replace some of the refis with more purchase business. Well, it's been a really difficult 18 months one of the toughest markets for mortgage lenders over the last 40 years because not only have interest rates risen and basically doubled over an 18-month period, but the level of purchase loans has also gone down dramatically. So most recent Mortgage Bankers Association uh, report on purchase applications for mortgages are down 31% year over year. So there's a lot less purchase activity going on as well. And What's driven that is the rise in rates. So if you took interest rates for mortgages and put them on a graph next to home values and appreciation of home values, you will see that when mortgage rates go down, home values go up. And when mortgage rates go up, home values go down. So interest rates drive the purchase market for real estate. So roughly two-thirds of real estate transactions for residential are financed. So then in the interest rate has a big impact on people's willingness to, to buy, their, their desire to buy, the demand. And so with the rise in rates that we've had over this last 18 months, that's really pumped the brakes on demand. But what I think has also really pumped it is that leading into this, we had a two and a half year period in, during COVID when mortgage rates were at record lows. You know, so people are sitting there with their 3% interest rate or 2.75% 30 year fixed. And they're like, they've got a lot of equity and they're thinking, okay, well, I could go buy, take this equity, roll it into a down payment on a new home and go, you know, upgrade my house. But now my rate's going to be six and a half percent. My payment's going to be like, double or triple what it is right now. And so it's tough for people to swallow. And so a lot of people haven't pulled the trigger on buying a home uh, because of that reason. But looking at this, this is the longest cycle we've been in in the last 50 years with rising rates. And so you, you would just think by the law of averages, the longer this goes on, the more likely it is that we're getting toward the end of that cycle. Because mortgage rates go up and down. It, they're cyclical. So is the real estate market. So is every market. And so the longer this cycle goes on, just by law of averages, the closer we are to mortgage rates coming back down. We don't know exactly when that's going to be. We were starting to see some improvement this year. 
So we, we were at the very beginning of the year from like December through to the beginning of February, we saw a nice improvement in mortgage rates because we were starting to get some good inflation reports showing inflation going down and in mortgage rates track inflation. Um, but then we got like some surprise inflation reports in February and March that were just slightly higher than what the markets expected. And a lot of it had to do with uh, oil prices going up. Uh, because oil and gas drive the inflation as well. And so those those reports then kind of spooked the markets and we saw interest rates start to rise back up again. And then leading just most recently to the end of April and the beginning of May, we are starting to get on a nice run of improvement with mortgage rates again. And we had the debt ceiling crisis. So we had Congress and the you know, presidential administration duking it out over the debt ceiling. And so that started to put a lot of fear in the market, which actually cracks me up because how many times do we go through this? I mean, I can't even recall. The, uh, there's so many times, Felix, every few years, there's a debt ceiling crisis. And every single time, they come up with this, an 11th hour deal. And it doesn't matter who's in the presidency and who's got control of Congress. It happens with both parties either way. And they always come to a resolution at the end. So the fact that the markets get so spooked by the debt ceiling crisis, I don't quite understand. But that's what happened over the last three and a half, four weeks. So we actually saw you know, a 30-year fixed was getting down into the low threes with no points. And it was getting down into the mid fives with paying some points to buy down the rate. And then the, the debt ceiling thing started to pick up steam and rates rose over half a percent in a three-week period. I'm like, what the hell? Like, we're on a nice run of improvement and now you know, rates got back up into the upper sixes for a 30-year fix. And so uh, just this week, you know, now uh, the Biden administration and McCarthy have come to an agreement in principle on putting together a debt ceiling package to basically kick that can down the road for another few years and then have the crisis all over again. Uh, but the markets have celebrated it. And so we've seen a pretty big improvement in mortgage rates just in the first two business days of this week. So Monday was Memorial Day. And then we've had Tuesday and, and today's Wednesday. So we've had nice improvement in rates. And we think that that's going to continue because you know what happens with mortgages is Lenders originate mortgages. Most of them get sold to one of two government agencies, Fannie Mae or Freddie Mac. Fannie and Freddie take all those mortgages, pool them up into what are called mortgage-backed securities and sell them to Wall Street. So then they get traded on Wall Street as long-term bonds, 30-year bonds, 15-year bonds. And so just like any other bond, especially longer-term bonds, what the, the expectation of inflation is drives whether bonds are a good investment or not. And so when the expectation of inflation is higher or when inflation is currently higher, then bonds have to compensate for that by paying a higher rate to attract investors. And so that's why mortgage rates tend to track inflation. But the inflation numbers have been coming down. And the reports that we got in May for April's numbers were actually pretty good. You know, they were slightly better than expected. So we get these reports that are slightly better than expected, and mortgage rates are continuing to go up because of the fears of the debt ceiling crisis. And then you know we've had um, some bank failures, and there's been some more speculation on some other banks that are unhealthy. And so that overshadowed the improvement in inflation data. 
But what we're expecting in the next several months, barring other crises that pop up, would be that the year-over-year inflation numbers should see some sizable improvement this summer. Because the way the year-over-year calculation works, you're comparing this year's number with last year's number. And so last year, inflation started to get significantly higher in the summer of 2022. So as we roll into the summer of 2023, we're comparing this year's inflation number with last year's high inflation number. So inflation right now, year over year, is like half of what it was last year. So those numbers are averaging out to bring inflation down. Um, So we're expecting to see some sizable improvements in inflation over the summer. Barring any other unexpected crises, that in theory should start to give us some sizable improvement in mortgage rates. And so that's what we're looking forward to. So I'm going to bring it back to what I said a few minutes ago regarding home prices and home values and mortgage rates. When mortgage rates go down, it increases buyer demand and then that pushes prices higher. So at some point here, and we're thinking it may be this summer, we're going to see mortgage rates start to improve. And when they do, home prices are going to start shooting up again. And they already are. The month-over-month home value um, data has shown that home values have gone up February to March and March to April. And then we're going to see when the May numbers come out that they've gone up from April to May as well. And so that is showing that we've already likely hit the bottom of this most recent softening in the real estate market, which was caused from rising rates over the last 18 months. So June of last year was the peak in home values. We're about three, well, we're less than 3% now off of that peak because we've had uh, an improvement in uh, home values over the last couple of months. So it was really a mild softening in terms of prices And as rates come down, I mean, you just think about it like logically, the average person in the U.S. is sitting on over 150 grand in equity. That's just on average. You know, in states where there's been big improvement in home prices, big appreciation of prices, markets like Phoenix and Nashville, where we are now, people are sitting on even more. So if it, let's say you're sitting sitting on your mortgage with you know, it's 2.75%. You've got a nice low payment, but you're looking at your house and you've got like 350 or $400,000 in equity. And you don't love your house. You'd rather have a newer house or you'd rather have a house in a different part of town or you'd rather have a bigger house or whatever, one with a pool, whatever it is. You could sell your house, take that equity, make a nice big down payment on the new home, probably take a little bit of that equity, pay off any debt that you have at the same time. And now you could go in and buy a new house, be debt-free except for your mortgage, but you aren't doing that because it's too much to stomach going from six and a half, you're going from 2.75 to six and a half percent on your rate. But if now all of a sudden that rate becomes 5%, you're 4.75, to go from 2.75 to 4.75 isn't horrible. You know, it's because of the large down payment, And because you might have some other debt you can pay off, you could probably get into that next nicer, bigger house, more expensive house for a relatively low increase in payment or maybe less total dollars out of pocket per month, including any debt that you pay off. So all of a sudden, there's going to be a lot of people who start thinking about that and it's going to look more attractive to them and then they're going to make a move. So I say all this because 
and look, I did it myself. We we got a mortgage in February, and I'm hey, I'm just as excited as as everybody else who's gotten a house recently to refinance that thing when the rates come back down. And I'm cheering them on to come back down because I want to refinance my mortgage too. But when we bought, the market wasn't super crazy. And it's already starting to heat up again. And so when rates come back down, the market's going to be really crazy. So yeah, you're going to get a lower rate on a mortgage, but you're also going to pay more for that house. So how much are you really saving? You might not actually be saving anything at all. It might cost you more money, even though you're getting a lower rate because you're paying more dollars for the home. It's costing you more overall. So if you buy now before the rates go down and you get a good price when the rates do go down, you can call your favorite mortgage guy, Jeff Smith, and I'll refinance your loan for you and get you a lower rate, but you've already locked in the price. So not everybody has the means to do that. Not everybody can afford an increase in payment, and I totally get that. Uh, so if you're in that boat, you know, then the timing just isn't right, and it, you don't want to put yourself in a bad situation. I'm not advocating for that. You should always take on a mortgage that you know you can afford. Uh, but if you're someone who can afford a, a little bit higher payment, then this is a great opportunity to lock in a good price before the market gets crazy. So that's just a little highlight on what we're seeing in the market so far this year. Home prices are rebounding. We've already seen two months consecutive of home values going up. We expect that trend to continue. Interest rates, they haven't come down yet, but we think it's really close. And barring any other unexpected crises, we're expecting that to be this sometime this summer, hopefully, and, and probably continue to come down more. So this is a great time if you're thinking like, hey, I might want to make a purchase in the next year. I'd really seriously consider making that purchase sooner rather than later to get in before the market gets crazy. And, and the last note I'll leave you with, and I, I should do a, a whole other episode on this, and I think I will. This is a great idea that I'm having with my in a conversation with myself right now. Uh, but real estate, like when I, I, I've been doing some reflecting on the investments that Jan, Danielle and I have made over the last 15 years. And when I look at the invest, the best investments that we've made, hands down, it's real estate. It's just not even close. With money that we've put into the stock market, we've done so much better in real estate. Plus, you have tax advantages with real estate and you have leverage, which is really powerful can also be dangerous, but it's also very powerful. And so real estate, I think, is an incredible investment. So if you're looking to invest some money, this is also a great time to invest in real estate. And I think residential investment in high growth markets like Austin, Texas, Phoenix, Arizona, Nashville, Tennessee, uh, San Diego, uh, Boise, Idaho, there's a lot of markets across the country that have experienced great growth. That's a great place to invest because that growth in population drives home values. So that's another episode that I'll do on another day. Uh, but I appreciate you tuning in. Hope you have a great rest of your day. Hey, guys, thanks for listening. I, I hope you enjoyed the show and got some valuable information out of it. I want to help to educate others and, and help people grow their business and build wealth. And I can only do that with referrals and your help getting the word out about this podcast. So if you come across someone you think could benefit from this, please share it with them. And if there's nobody who comes to mind, a five-star review would go a long way in, in helping me to, to grow this podcast and grow the brand. So appreciate your support.